Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the following. selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months. And today I want to focus on um, a really important topic, and that is that some people have got the best aspirations. I know that many of you watching this right now have got a head, have got an intention, have got a plan, have got ideas, have got the visualization that you will have your best year ever. I know that many of you have got that aspiration. But what I also know is that this feeling that you have tonight, this idea that you have, this desire and appetite for success that you have is going to hit turbulent times throughout the year. Yesterday, I put a post on social media saying, why is it, why is it that guys and girls want to succeed? They're hungry, they say the right stuff, but a lot of the time, they just don't get the actions done. And people gave me lots of answers. Some said it's laziness. Some said it's motivation. Some said they lack the discipline. A lot of people actually said fear. Hello, John, how are you? A lot of people said fear. A lot of people said self-sabotage. A lot of people said they just didn't believe in themselves. Um, some people said that they were all talk and um, no action. Hey, Tanja. So what I'd like to say to you is that for me, what I know is that whatever the reason that holds you back, one thing that I'm going to say to you that's going to be a significant enabler, a thing that is non-negotiable, a thing that's not optional, is that what you've got to do is have a system for success. Whether you want to call that a blueprint, whether you want to call it a recipe, whether you want to call it a process, what I clearly know is that people that are successful have got a pathway of doing things. And one of the pathways that they have is they have this incredible ability of not doing what most people in the business world do, and that is that they major on the minor. I'll repeat it. Most people in business major on the minor. You see, what they do is they get caught up doing an activity that if you got an engineer to look at it, would say that that activity has got a low return of investment to the final to the final picture that this person is aiming for. And for me, the law of linkage is absolutely critical for the success in real estate. It's a success in business, whether you're in automotive, whether you're in insurance, whether you're in financial services, whether you're working in banking, whether you're a franchisee that owns a you know lawn mowing franchise, um, or whether you're in retail, may I say to you, right from the outset, you must do what Stephen Covey talked about in one of his uh, laws in the seven habits, the habit of beginning the end with in mind, beginning with the end in mind. You see, when you begin with the end in mind, what actually happens is that what you're going to do then is to make sure that any action step you take is aligned with what you're trying to achieve. So, um, and I'm going to say to you that there's 
five things I'm going to cover right here, right now. So if you've got a colleague or a salesperson that works in your business or someone that you know is just totally fucking disorganized, the sort of person that is all over the shop, the sort of person that might have the gift of the gab, but they've just got no process or system, may I suggest that what you do is you tag them now. And the reason I say it is that the way you start your year is the way your year unfolds. And I'm going to say to you that many of you have gone back to work already, Some of you are going back to work officially tomorrow, and then the rest of you that are working will be going to work most likely next Monday or Tuesday or after Australia Day. So what I'd like to say is, what if this year you rocked up to work with a daily design system, a system that ensured that you didn't allow your brain to become a storage advice, but you got your brain to become a thinking advice. I'm going to repeat that. What your brain has to be is a thinking device, not a storage device. And what I'm going to do is spend time right now talking to you a little bit about the technology that is available to any person on the planet today that can help them actually just get more shit done, be less stressed, simplify their life, less is more, and actually get through a heap of productive work. So tag someone or share the video right now because you know that I value that. In fact, I look at the people that share that video and in my heart, I give them this big tick because to me, it says that they're appreciative and they're actually giving me the biggest compliment that they can, a referral to a friend. When you share that video, what you're doing is you're referring me to a friend. So let me move on and talk to you about this uh, point number one. Point number one, your brain is a thinking device, not a storage device. And what I'm saying is, don't let your brain become your database system. Don't let your brain become your to-do list. Don't let your brain become your productivity planner. Your brain is there to think creative. Your brain is there to come up with solutions to problems. Your brain is to be actually brainstorming to create ideas. And I want you to become an ideas machine. I'd love it, in fact, if you had a goal to set yourself this habit for 2018, to come up with three new ideas per day. If you did that, do you realize that at the end of the year, you would have come up with a thousand ideas? May I put it to you in a better way? One idea can change the game for you. And when you actually become an idea machine, what you're basically doing is you're exercising this thing, which is possibility thinking. That's what ideas do. So let me share with you how to take your brain into becoming a thinking device and moving from being a storage device. It's really simple. Here's your storage device. May I just share with you my storage device? With a simple thing such as um, the Apple iWatch, you can actually, using the app called Things, just say, uh, send Susan the real estate gym templates for Monday. 
I say that into the phone, into an app called Things. What happens then is within one second, this is in my mobile phone under Things, and it's in my iPad under Things, and it's in my MacBook under Things. So instead of me having to remember to do that, all I do is I quickly just say it into my phone. Make sure that I send Susan the templates. This is a very useful way for you never to forget anything. Now, if you're not using a watch, you can simply just use um, your mobile phone and talk into it. So the app is called Things, and I am not an ambassador or getting commission for this app. There is lots of other apps that you can use. All I'm saying is make sure that you have an app that is able to go on to multiple devices. So you can actually go from maybe watch to mobile, from mobile to iPad, from iPad to MacBook. Because what we want to do is we want to capture the thing you've got to do there and then. Number two, number two, I want to say to you, something unimportant done well does not make that thing important. Um, so now Bill, Bill brings up a really, really good thing. What about using your diary? Well, you know, absolutely. You can use a diary and there's, you know, here's a diary here, 2018 and we're ready and we're open for business. Um, however, I'm going to say that not everywhere you walk, you have your diary on you but you will have your mobile with you or you will have your watch with you. And that is the reason why I believe you need to be capturing things as you go on. Um, Shelly says that the Voice Memo app in the phone can also do that. Okay, by the way, guys and girls, I'm in um, a studio um, apartment in Byron Bay. In fact, I would be about 50 metres from the beach at Byron Bay, coming to the end of... Um, the Panos vacation for 2017 Christmas vacation, and um, um, I have to say, like I've been working even like during during um, uh, the vacation, I work. I mean, I had uh, I'm working tomorrow. I've got a speaking gig with uh, Harcourts on the Gold Coast. Um, on sorry, on Tweed Heads. Um, so I work. You know, I've said it to you before. Um, I believe that there's no such thing as work-life balance. There's work-life integration. Um, you uh, shouldn't be working in a job that you hate that much that you need to balance it out um, by saying, oh, I'm resting now. I think work-life integration is the way of the world. Um, but let me move on and talk to you about the second thing. Something unimportant done well does not make that thing important. And can I just say that what I'd like you to do is not to major on the minor. And there's two um, technologies or there's two techniques that I actually use. They're actually not technologies as much. But I'm going to first say to you, please, in 2018, eliminate the addiction and the need to open up an email first thing in the morning as you wake up and looking at it on a mobile phone or on an iPad. You must eliminate this addiction. And I'll tell you why. Because that, that email then sets the tone of what you focus and prioritize. That becomes your to-do list. And we do this subconsciously. What we actually do, thank you, Leanne, we do this um, without knowing that all of a sudden we start taking actions and we start working less 
by intention and more by accident. And what we're actually doing is we start having ourselves putting our energy and our focus on what's appearing at us, not what's most important. And there's a couple of things that I would say. The first thing is my preferred method of creating a to-do list is what I call the MITs, five most important tasks. As Nick Carr calls it, have a digital detox, have a digital detox. And David says, drink plenty of water in this hot weather, which I'm doing. Mm. So um, gang, my method is five MITs per day. So what I do is I think about clearly what are the most five important things I must do? What are the most five important things I must do? And you must let go of this addiction and gratification of having lists of 30 things and feeling like, you know, I've got 30 things on my list and I'm ticking them away. Because don't ever get sucked in to this thing, oh, I'm really, really busy. Look, I've got 30 things. No, what you want to do is be a strategic executor, doing the things that you know have the highest return for you. And I would say that one of the things that's going to help you work out what those are is that simple question that uh, Tim Ferriss talked about at Eric 2015 or 16, it might have been, where he talked about Um, The way to prioritize your to-do list is to ask yourself, if I only had two months to achieve my 12-month goal, what are the things that I would be actually be doing today? What are the things I'd be doing today? Because that helps you prioritize. The next technique is what I call the ABCDE technique. The ABCDE technique says that you write out a list and then you uh, put a letter to it, A being the most important and E being the least important. And then what you do is once you've prioritized your list, you get straight away working on your A's because this is going to ensure that you're doing the things that matter, not the things that are easy. The next thing I'd like to talk to you about productivity, time management, getting shit done, comes from the book by Brian Tracy called Eat That Frog. Eat That Frog. For me, I actually have reframed it and I call it and I've labeled it as eat your broccoli first. Eat your broccoli first. Just like you go to a restaurant. Just like you go to a restaurant and you've got the choice of eating that nice steak or having your dessert, what I'm saying is eat the broccoli first. Get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. Because what it says is that what resists will persist. I'll say it again. What resists will persist. And by eating your broccoli first, you're getting it out of the way. You're getting the hard stuff out of the way. That's unless, of course, you love broccoli and you prefer broccoli to eating um, um, other stuff on the menu. But what it does is then it allows you 
to actually feel like you're not draining yourself by thinking, I still need to do this. And how this transfers in the world of business is get rid of your hardest calls first. If you're a real estate agent that's watching this, what I'm saying is get rid of the calls, those calls. You know that call that you've got to make to the vendor to give them the bad news? Get those done first. You know that call that you've got to ring up your vendor to let them know that the buyer has pulled out and they're not progressing? Get that call. Make the hardest calls first, as Will says. Make the hardest calls first. May this become one of your routine and habits of 2018 by doing the hardest things first. Um, may I, maybe the best way to describe it is this. Actually, let's move on and, 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 tell, and, and let me just share with you, you know, the way I look at it. And that is that if you had a jar and you had rocks and you had sand and you had to get all the rocks and the sand into the jar, what would you put in first? Would you put in the rocks or would you put in the sand? I'm going to put it to you. What would you put in first, the rocks or the sand, if you wanted to get all these things into that jar? If you needed to get everything in there, what would you put in there first? Guys and girls, you'd put in the water, says Bill. Well, unfortunately, Bill, I'm not giving that to you as an option. I'm giving you rocks and the sand. And the rocks is the answer. And the reason why is that the sand will maximize its space by pushing in and filling all the gaps. And what I'd like you to do is, and Michael Burgess says there's a great video, Rocks in the Sand, on YouTube. You can watch that. I didn't realize that there's a video on there. I heard this at a seminar once and it's stuck in my head that, you know, getting your big rocks done, your big rocks done. Why is this important, this, this, this video tonight, guys and girls? Because I'm telling you, at the end of the day, I think that the only thing that really separates, you know, the super successful from the average is that they've just got a pattern of operating and getting shit done. And this is what we're talking about tonight. How are you going, Flinny? So, one of the things that I do every Sunday, this is a habit, it's a ritual, and it is religious to me. And that is that I have a Sunday planning session that goes for half an hour. It is spent at a cafe on Sunday morning between around 11 and 11.30. And what I do is in my diary, I put in my big rocks for the week in my diary as appointments, right? Then I put in my most five important personal goals and my most important five business goals. And I put them in as appointments in the diary. And before I know it, I've actually got a week of design, not a week of accident. And this simple half hour on a Sunday basically helps me create a weekly design of high productivity. May I say to you that eating half an hour into your weekend is an incredible time hack, and I'm going to urge you to do it. The other thing I do at this Sunday planning session is I do a quick review of the week before, and I score that week in my head by looking at it in my diary and saying to myself, was it great, was it average, or was it shit? I like to actually scale it, you know, and I just, you know, I just scale it, you know, um, fantastic, average, fucked, right? And then what I do is I plan 
that following week. And I can tell you that on Monday, I know exactly what's going on. And the other thing I do, which is extremely useful, is I never begin a day till it's finished in writing. I'll repeat it. I never begin a day till it's finished in writing because I want to be the director of my day. I don't want to be an actor living someone else's script. Write your own script. Choose yourself. Because if you don't, you'll be living someone else's script. Um, And by the way, to all the real estate agents watching this right here, right now, may I urge you to be using the daily design system in the real estate gym. This is a system that has been designed to help you have a 10 out of 10 day each day. I've done the work for you. I've indicated calls dial, calls reach. Most important task, listings you're chasing. It's all written there. So all you do is each day you pull out your weekly design system, you fill it out, which will take you 15 minutes, and you are fucking flying. May you just do this weekly daily design system. And those of you that are in the real estate gym, I'm letting you know on Tuesday night at 7 p.m., we are doing a live stream Facebook and Zoom webinar just for the real estate gym members, which is our kickstart for 2018. I'm also letting you know that on Monday, next Monday, all real estate gym members are having a kickoff session with John McGrath and myself live on webinar and on Facebook. This is, for all real estate gym members, your own kickstart session. I know that there's a lot of kickoff seminars going around Australia and New Zealand, but we're bringing yours onto your mobile phone and onto your iPad, where John McGrath and I are going to be kicking off 2018 for all our real estate gym members telling you what you need to master in the first 100 days. Um, Susan has also told me she has opened the real estate gym doors tonight for all the people that have just come back from holidays. She opened the doors tonight for new real estate gym members. I want to let you know, go to realestategym.com.au. It is 600, the the, uh, price for the real estate gym 2018 is $620 a year and 65 or $65 a month if you pick the monthly option. And I would love, I would love, that's the price of three coffees, three coffees a week. I will be your personal coach. I'll be getting you content from all over the world, from every person I know. And I'm also going to be giving you, you know, discounts on your ARIC tickets. I'm also going to be your coach in every way. And of course, you get my prospector. So thank you, Will, Will signing up. Um, by the way, you know, I've got to tell you the amount of real estate agents that have gone from writing 300 to 700 in the real estate gym last year has been phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Thank you to all of those of you that are, as you can see, there's a number of people that are watching this rant. Brilliant investment. Michael Bergio, Matthew Everingham, all great agents. Look at these guys. One million dollar agents, by the way, that these these guys uh, were talking about. Luke St. Clair, no brainer. So go to real estate gym. Um, .com.au Thank you Rachel 
Excellent value. Thank you. Thank you to my great real estate gym members for supporting that. Let me move away from the commercial and let's move back to this seminar. Um, the last thing I was going to say to you, um, and by the way, Susan, you know what I'd like to do is I would like to, I would like to, for, um, um, look, on Tuesday, on Tuesday, I want to make sure that we've got all these templates available, including the daily design system, all ready for people to start using. Um, let's leave that and move on to our last thing, and then we're going to finish off this webinar. Uh, number five, number five. I want to let you know that the last you know, time management hack that I can share with you is um, waiting time is productive time. Don't ever think, if you're ever waiting and a buyer is late for an appointment, this is wonderful time. This is time that people can't interrupt you, you've got to yourself. Or driving time. Hello Ben, how are you going? Driving time. That is great time for you to be learning, to be making phone calls. Flying time. Flying time is, to me, is just an amazing opportunity for me to be able to get a lot of shit done without anyone texting or calling me. So all I'm saying is waiting time is productive time. Waiting time is productive time. Guys and girls, I'm going to finish up on here and I'm just going to share with you probably my final tip. And it's not to do with time management, but I'd love you to be happier this year in 2018. And can I just share with you um, some research? Because I've done a bit of research today knowing I was going to talk to you. 25% of happiness is due to our genes. So we know that we've got a predisposition to happiness. 75% of happiness is a variable factor. 75, so that's more than half, is a variable factor that certain levers can be turned that can move your happiness level out. So I'm going to ask you to start reaching out for happiness. Don't wait for happiness to come to you. I'm going to ask you to be proactive. Reach out for happiness. Reach out for the happiness thought. Reach out for people that are going to be happy for you. Reach out for activities that make you feel happy, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's walking, reach out for that podcast, reach out for that book. What I'm saying is it's not going to happen by accident. You need to reach out. You've got to be proactive. The second thing is, I'd also like to tell you that you've got to move away from understanding that happiness and pleasure are two different things. You see, pleasure, like I'll give you an example. Tonight at Byron Bay, I had a meal. And I've got to tell you, it was a meal that made me very happy. But after eating for about half an hour and I overate, I started not enjoying the meal. So what I'm saying is that is not a true happiness because that basically says, oh, while you're reading at a certain point, you're happy. And then when you overeat, you're not happy. So what I'd like you to understand is the difference between pleasure and happiness. Pleasure is things that are normally happened externally. Pleasure is that you buy that great new Porsche and you feel pumped about it for four weeks. And guess what? That happiness goes. It's not there. It's not, it doesn't stand the test of time. 
or, 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 or winning. You win a game of tennis or you win on a computer game. That's short term. What I'd like to say to you, and that includes a stone and wood, like the first one is good. By the fourth one, they start to actually, you know, make you feel shit. As Rachel Frencher says, uh, a bit like sex. You could say it with anything. Anything that you overconsume is not going to make you happy. So, gang, what I'd like to say is that the Buddhist philosophy of happiness is that you don't go outward to find happiness, that you go inward, that happiness is an inside job, and that real happiness comes from you actually feeling good on the inside. So what I, you know, I've been listening to uh, an author called uh, uh, Pema, I forgot her last name, but she's a Buddhist. She's about 80 years of age. Um, and she talked about um, happiness um, being something that will come not by objects, not by external things, but becoming from things on the inside. And that in fact, one of the best ways for you not to be going through the heights of exhilaration to the depths of depression, listen to me very carefully, is to accept that suffering is actually quite normal. Suffering is something that actually will happen on the planet. And the people that get knocked out and really struggle in life are people that actually don't accept that in fact, when you're living on this planet, that suffering is something that you're going to have to come to get used to. Now, I'm not doing this to try and scare anyone. But what I'd like to say is that we're in the first second, we're in the second week of January 2018. What I'd like to tell you is that over the next 12 months, you're going to have some good things, and you're going to have some bad things. Some people are going to get diagnosed with illnesses. Some people are going to have um, uh, financial problems. Some people are going to uh, uh, lose um, um, friends or family. Um, what I'll say to you is that if you accept that suffering is in fact a normal thing, and that nights become days, and that springs become summers, and summers become autumns. Pema Chodron, thank you, Susan, for bringing it up. Pema Chodron's her name. And, um, you know, that uh, every day, you know, there are cells in your body that, you know, grow, die, um, that you'll find that you'll be a lot, lot happier when you have what I call acceptance. May I also urge you that... Um, uh, meditation, meditation is a vehicle for you to actually uh, start observing your thoughts instead of you being your thoughts. You can become a witness to your thoughts because I think if you get an insight into your thoughts, you're going to be able to control your mind. 
And I'm going to say to you, it is very difficult, it is very difficult to have a positive life with a negative mind. And one of the finest things that you can do is to learn to master your thoughts, to not get absorbed in your thoughts, to not participate in your thoughts, to become a witness of your thoughts. So gang, let's leave it at that. Guys and girls, real estate gym members, I'll see you on Tuesday night. You'll be getting the email. You've already got the notification, I believe. I'll see you on Tuesday night. Again, I'll be seeing you on Monday. And those of you that aren't in the real estate gym that you know are thinking it's the start of the year, go to realestategym.com.au. I'd love to have you in my real estate community. Um, and um, what I'd like to say to you is that, you know, act now. And the reason I say that is that you've got momentum, you've got energy now, um, and it's real easy for you to actually do what most people do, and that is that they don't act when the energy's there, and then they go back to their normal behavior. Just remember, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Do something, something happens. Do nothing, nothing happens. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday Night Rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next